Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Very good. Let's do it right now. Right to our VIP line. I am so happy to welcome back to the show one of President Trump's most trusted advisors and a person without whom arguably Donald Trump would not be president right now, Kellyanne Conway. Hey, Kellyanne, great to have you back on the show. Thanks for being here. Hey, Ross, it's a pleasure. Best to you and your listeners. A really exciting day here at the White House. Moments ago, the president signed the Great American Outdoors Act, which, of course, was pushed, among other senators, by your own Cory Gardner there in uh, Colorado. And it's exciting because it'll boost Colorado's economy, create thousands of jobs, and address the approximately $20 billion maintenance backlog on federal lands. And we should all be, you know, we all share our great outdoors in this beautiful country, and we want more people to take advantage and leverage both the beauty, the splendor, and the history and uh, the lessons to be learned from so many beautiful recreational uh, parks and and every single county in this country. And the National Park Service, I think, is such an undervalued asset in our nation. They report over 325 million visits each year, approximately one for each uh, man, woman, and child in this country. And and uh, the, the spending at the stores, the hotels, the gas stations, the restaurants, they support about 330,000 annual jobs, and it contributes to tax revenue over $40 billion. And what does America get in return? Well, they get to enjoy those uh, trails, the historic buildings, the military fortifications, and the beautiful memorials and monuments. So I think it's an incredibly exciting day for America. Yeah, and congratulations to Corey Gardner. Like you said, we had him on the show to talk about it. That's a This is a, a thing that... A lot of folks have wanted to get done for, well, a couple of decades at at least. And finally, between the senators and and President Trump, they got it done. That's a pretty fantastic thing. Uh, I wanted to ask you, Kellyanne, about... uh, So I've got two kids in middle school. And around here, it seemed like a lot of these schools were going to try to open on time and be in school full time. And now they're moving more like half and half and Denver's only going to do remote learning for a while. And I'm wondering what you think of the, I guess it really as the the political side of the issue of schools opening and how weird it is that it's become partisan. Sure, it does seem to be partisan, which is unfortunate because our kids are nonpartisan and us concerning that our concern for them. Look, we want schools to reopen safely. We're very concerned about the safety and the health and well-being of our students nationwide. Do you realize, Ross, that in the first one to three weeks of March earlier this year, roughly 75, nearly 100 percent of all 75 million K through college students in this country got out of the classrooms and online. And some never got online because they lack the basic digital assets to have leveraged and learned for the remainder of their school year. Now we're going to put some of those folks in the same position. And we don't need to create a pandemic within a pandemic either. We all know, but it's worth repeating, that one in five child abuse 
Um, reporting comes from the schools. It's where so many of our children get their nutrition. Uh, but roughly half of, of our nation's children qualify for reduced or free lunches. Uh, we know it's where many of them get their mental health services, where many of them get their wellness visits, frankly. And it's also just where they learn and they socialize mm-hmm. and they and they get exercise. And, and we also know that this all affects tremendously our the workforce because so many of these parents have experience work stoppages and shortages because they need to be home with their children, and rightly so. Uh, People like my mom, I was raised by a single mom, God bless her. She had a high school degree. Her jobs never would have allowed her to telecommute. And there are so many Americans who don't have jobs that allow them to telecommute. So you either lose your job or lose your time with your child while they're learning online. And we need to consider all of these things. What the White House has been doing with the CDC and with our task force is coming up with guidance. And our guidance is is telling these schools how to safely reopen if they're so inclined, everything from maintaining social distancing, masks the whole time, um, cohort students if possible, hygiene practices, but also avoid large gatherings, maybe not being in the cafeteria for dining, eat at your desk and no assemblies and uh, have a plan for responding to outbreaks when they occur. So schools should be, you know, we, we want to prioritize the students. We've been working on this for quite a few months, but, you know, ultimately this decisions rest with local governments as well. We're federalists here at the mm-hmm. White House. We believe in local control. But I want yeah. to tell you something, Ross. We also believe in parental choice. And we're for parental choice whether it comes to you deciding your child should be in a better school, so you exercise your rights under education freedom scholarships, opportunity scholarships, school choice, whatever. But we also believe in parental choice. You look at the surveys in many of these school districts that have bothered to release them. Where I'm sitting in Washington, D.C., you had the vast, vast majority of parents in Fairfax County, Virginia, and the vast, vast majority of parents of, of private school students in Montgomery County, Maryland, saying, I feel safe for my son or daughter to go back to school. Please mm-hmm. open the schools. And yet you have a single county health commissioner or a board bigfooting that and going against parent will as well without much of a conversation. A lot of these schools... Ross have, uh, Ross have also uh, made accommodations. They've got the plexiglass. They're socially distancing the desks. They've, yep. they've, they've spent the money. They've invested the time, the treasure, and the money. Their teachers and administrators had no time off. They've been trying to figure out how to make this work. And so I think we have to consider all of the options. Uh, we're, we're scaring people to stay indoors again, and that's not good for anyone. I'll tell you, that, that Montgomery County thing, that really pissed me off. I mean, for those who don't I know. Kids, I, have, I have kids in that district. I have kids in private school in Montgomery County, so I yeah, hear you. <laughs> I went to Walt Whitman High School in Bethesda. I didn't go to oh, private go. school there, but, you know, I, I, I went to school in Bethesda. And, and for a county health commissioner to say that a private school, remember, the private schools in that town tend to be pretty upmarket, big campuses, small number of kids, and they can definitely distance the kids. And yet this and this officious bureaucrat said the kids can't go to school. Don't don't get me started. Let me let me move to the next topic with you, Kellyanne. We've been hearing some people uh, advise Joe Biden to avoid debating the president, and I understand why they would advise him on that. But I think, as a pure matter of political strategy, I think it would be one of the look back on as as one of the dumbest decisions a candidate would ever have made. What's your take on that whole issue? 
Well, those people who are advising Joe Biden to not debate Donald Trump include the mainstream media, who are supposed to be the protectors and purveyors of the First Amendment, Ross. They're the ones, many of them, I saw a bunch of headlines. I think I'll tweet it out in a second here when we hang up so everybody can pull it at Kellyanne Polls. The headline after headline yesterday, Biden doesn't need to debate Trump. It's beneath him. He doesn't need to do that. It's a COVID risk. Give me a break. They can socially distance 100 yards apart for all I care with two mm-hmm. cameras on them. This country deserves in a true democracy, they deserve to show to, to be shown the two candidates who want to be president of the United States for the next four years to be on a stage contrasting their views, their records, their vision for this nation. And if you're Joe Biden and you've been here in the swamp for 47 years, folks, 47 years, longer than a lot of Americans have even been alive, and people can't answer the simple question, Ross, what has Joe Biden done for you lately or ever? Ever, What are the two or three things Joe Biden has done while he's been the Loch Ness Monster of the Swamp that have measurably impacted your life in a consequential and positive way? People can't do it. They're queuing the Jeopardy clock. They can't figure it out. (laughs) Folks, if they don't debate, and they don't have a lot of debates, it is an affront to you. There's no yeah. reason to be cowardly. It's an offense to America and our democracy. And by the way, especially this Trump year, right, where you're not seeing them in other places. Especially it's really important to see them there. We've never seen such a golf, G-U-L-F, between two presidential party nominees at this stage of the of the campaign season, Ross, in terms of exposure. President Trump's out there doing the coronavirus briefings. He's taking questions. He's out there doing things like signing the Great American Outdoors Act. Yesterday, he signed he expanded rural and, and Medicare telehealth, which has been explosive. We're trying to help rural America access basic medical appointments and information because mm-hmm. we know they've had transportation issues, workplace shortages. And we certainly recognize that the Medicare seniors on Medicare had about 13,000 telehealth visits pre-pandemic. During this pandemic, it's shot up to 10.1 million. So we're going to make sure there's rural broadband access, rural and Medicare access to telehealth. The president is doing all that, and Joe Biden is is, is spitting onto teleprompters at, quote, speeches where he takes softball questions from a few people in the media, maybe, and he's got 15 people in there sitting in circles. This is not a democracy, everybody, and you deserve better. Tell everybody, even if you think you're voting for Joe Biden, it is an affront to you as a voter to not be able to poke the fruit and listen to the contrast and the choice. These elections are not referendums. They are choices. And we have a right to know what Joe Biden's vision is for this country. All right. My last uh, political question for you. Um, and I had a friend of yours on the show about an hour ago, Donald Trump Jr. And I asked him the same question that I'm going to ask you here. In 2016, you really helped President Trump with the messaging. You helped him win. And this is what you're, you're very, very good at. And it's no secret that President Trump is struggling in the suburbs a little bit. Uh, with female voters, and while he won, was winning winning swing states in 16 that some people didn't think he'd win, he narrowly lost Colorado. What can president, and, and that was because he struggled in the suburbs, what can the president do realistically to, to win Colorado and to win the suburbs of Philadelphia and places like that in 2020? Sure. Well, let me say something about 2016. In 2016, when I became campaign manager, we did focus on Colorado as one of the 12 swing states, and it was 100 percent compulsory early voting. And that hurt um, a challenger, the underdog, underfunded, understaffed, underestimated underdog. 
and it certainly helped the queen bee who lost uh, one Colorado but lost um, overall. But we want to compete in Colorado. We want Cory Gardner to win his Senate race, and we want mm-hmm. to compete in Colorado. And this president, one thing the president can do is to, uh, and particularly for women in the suburbs, is to talk about what I call the SAFE acronym. S for security, that's public safety, that's health security, that's economic security. It's a freedom from crime and drugs and gangs in your neighborhood, and certainly from all this violence and vandalism as well, but that's really public safety security, and it's also national security. We've got peacefulness and prosperity because of President Trump, and it's also security in terms of developing therapeutics and vaccines so that we are all safe and secure from this virus, ultimately. A is for affordability, that this president created the greatest economy in our lifetimes and is doing that again, little by little, brick by brick, in the face of a global pandemic. Nobody else can reduce the Trump economy except somebody named Donald Trump. But affordability for housing, for health care, for your, for your sunny day, for a rainy day, just for tuitions, for um, mortgage and rent, for, for corporal needs. F is fairness. You know, the left loves to s- scream about equality, equality. Equality is enshrined in our Constitution. We all are for and liberty and justice and equality for all. There's no question. But what about fairness? What about a president in Donald Trump who says, I'm for equality of opportunity, not equality of outcomes? Fairness mm-hmm. is about school choice. It's about immigration policy. Fairness um, is about the uh, Tax Cut and Jobs Act so that we no longer have a 35% tax on our businesses, on our employers. That went down to 21%. It went from the highest in the OECD developing world to underneath the average of 23% to 21%. And everybody got a tax deduction because everybody got they got their exemption doubled and many got a child care tax credit also. That's SAF, uh, fairness. E, education. This president needs to be seen as the healthcare and education president. He has done so much to safeguard parental choice, school choice. He made more robust and, and funded and de- more deeply respected, more deeply resourced our, edu- our DC Opportunity Scholarships. And all across this country, he's trying to provide more education relief for those students who are trapped in failing schools, which is not everywhere, but it's many. And, and mm-hmm. right now we've got the school choice now. Folks, you want to call your senators and your members of Congress, tell them to pass school choice now. Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina and Senator uh, t- uh, Ted Cruz of Texas and also at, um, Lamar Alexander of Tennessee, they've got school choice now, which basically would commit 10% of all federal educa- new federal education spending to our non-public schools. That's going to help our Catholic students, Jewish students, Muslim students, non-denominational students, a measly 10% of all that yeah. new funding going to about the 10% in this country who are in non-public schools. We want that. We want those schools to thrive. So think about that. The president needs to talk about how your lives have improved. And one last thing, the disruption and uncertainty in our lives because of the pandemic, there's no way you want to – this is a wartime president. You don't change the, the general on the battlefield mid-war. You don't do it. You don't, you don't invite more disruption and uncertainty into your life with a whole new, you know, whole new factor, a whole new general who has no battle plan, who can't even string a sentence together. And people worry about, like, can Joe Biden, can Joe Biden stand up? Can he actually stand up? Guess what? The question is, can he stand up to the radical left, Bernie Sanders, AOC, all these crazy talkers who want to turn this country into a socialized medicine, socialized government, Green New Deal, government. Kellyanne, sorry. We can't let it happen. We got to leave it there. And look, I think I, I would just encourage you. You don't need my advice. Just say, Donald, focus. <laughs> S-A-F-E, yeah. focus. 
And uh, that's how you can win Colorado. Thanks so much for your time today, Kellyanne. Great to talk to you again. God bless you. Take care. All right. Same to you. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.